Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, welcome into the PHNX Cardinals podcast brought to you by the DraftKings Sportsbook app, America's top-rated sportsbook. Be sure to like and subscribe. Leave us a five-star wherever you get your podcast. We are live on Radio Row. Could not be more excited to join all of you in the heart of the Valley. Bo Brock, Saul Bookman, Andrew Zendejo here, ex-NFL player, and we are super fired up to be talking to Andrew today. Once upon a time, John Gannon. Got contacts there. How many years did you spend in the NFL, Andrew? 12 years. And I was with Gannon for four years in Minnesota as my safeties coach. Still talk to him every week, um, you know, whether about the game plan or just life or whatever. You were telling me something interesting. I mean, Jonathan Gannon, hot commodity, obviously, out here. I mean, could he make his way to become a head coach? And he's been keeping you in mind, right, if, if, he, if he ever got the gig somewhere? Yeah, he always told me, he said, if, if I get a head coaching job, you're going you're gonna to be my safeties coach. Nice. But I don't know. His, the Is coaches, he building a staff? Do you know? I mean, what? I think they're always building a staff in their head, whether they're <laughs> you know talking about it or not. They're always thinking about, okay, who would I get? They're probably keeping track of who's free, who's not. Sure. And I feel like in the coaching world, it, it kind of is also – who are your boys? Who do you like to work with? Who, you know, you don't want to hire anyone on your staff that's going to be a pain in the ass. So, who, what, What's one quality that you've, you've always taken away from him in terms of his approach or the, the way he just goes about really life or offense, I should say. Let's just go offense. Let's not make it as broad as life. <laughs> yeah, I think with Gannon is like he just wants to keep it simple. Uh, he has a good insight into what the players want. And I think a lot of these younger coaches now, they can relate to the players better. You know, there's a couple of old school coaches out there, and, and I think that, that wave is kind of getting pushed to the back, and now it's these younger coaches that can relate to the players, and they know what they're going through. Um, and so I think that's why, you know, I think he'll get a shot somewhere. Is that a fine line, though? Because, I mean, we cover the Cardinals here on this podcast, and – Cliff Kingsbury was known as a player's coach, right? right? And almost to a fault, you know, as an up-and-comer or as somebody who you're not a boomer, you're not a millennial, you're a Gen Z type guy. I mean, is that something that you're looking for? And sometimes can it go the wrong direction? Do you need somebody who's more structured and be able to kind of cut off where you're not exactly the friend, you're still the head coach? Yeah, you got you to play that fine line of yeah. knowing that – letting everybody know that you're still in control, but um, – you know, not being the coach that's just constantly on everyone's ass and making work not enjoyable, you know? Like, when the guys are in the 
at the facility practicing yes. and, and you're having fun, that's when you're going to play your best, when you're kind of stress-free versus someone that's just, you know, in your ear all the time. So I think that's kind of where he would fit in of, you know, as a coach. Mm -hmm. How do you think in relation, because we cover the Cardinals, right, and there's still an opening here, there's still an opening in Indianapolis. Do you feel like he's kind of biding his time? He made comments after the NFC title game, did Jonathan Gannon, that I'm not leaving, I'm staying with Philadelphia. Do you feel like he's keeping his options open, or, or does he feel like he's in the perfect situation in Philadelphia? You know, I haven't, we haven't covered that topic yet, yeah. but we, we'll always, um, you know, hit, I basically, I'm in a group chat, me and my other safety I play with in Minnesota, Harrison Smith. Oh, sure. And, uh, and Gannon, the, you know, we were, we were really close and uh, we, we, you know, hit the group chat every week yeah. and, uh, you know, we, we make jokes about, you know, I was saying, uh, you should come to Texas, uh, you know, there's no state income tax here in Texas. <laughs> yeah. I'm a Texas boy. It'd be easy for me to get to Houston. I went to college in Houston uh, at Rice, so um, I'm not sure what you know what he's actually feeling. But you know he does have a good situation, and um, you know he might he might just want to stay. Who knows? You know, earlier I, I mentioned I mentioned the offensive side. I meant more the approach on attacking offenses. Oh yeah, you know, like, it, it, you know, it, obviously with the personnel that he has, and as you talked about how being able to man manipulate the people that you have with the system that you have. Ideally, what would be his dream approach uh, in terms of attacking offensives as a defensive coordinator? I think right now they have a great pass rush. Uh, I think he he is a, a college safety, right? He played college ball at uh, Louisville. Yeah. And uh, he kind of looks at everything from the, the top end down, from the mm -hmm. safety position down. I almost feel like as if he's trying to protect those guys almost because he feels <laughs> for them. He knows what position they're in, right? Mm -hmm. uh, but... And so for him, I think having a great pass rush, any DB is going to love that, right? So I think that's kind of where that's at. Um, you know, just being sound, not making it overcomplicated, making it understandable for the guys, especially in a big game like this and you get nerved up, right? Just making good, simple, easy calls that you, the guys can do in their sleep and just let, let the boys play. Don't try to get all fancy and do a bunch of crazy stuff, right? Just play ball. You're wearing the swag. I want to ask you quickly about Braintree Nutrition soon, but you played the safety position. The Arizona Cardinals have a pair of great safeties in Jalen Thompson and Buda Baker. Mm -hmm. Buda Baker, not like yourself, is not your traditionally sized safety. No. What do you think of when you watch him play? It looks like he doesn't ever get tired. Yeah. Like yeah. He is just hauling ass everywhere <laughs> all the time. And it there's just there's so many plays in a game, right? There's around 60 or so plays, depending, right? And it just looks like he doesn't ever get tired. He obviously plays extremely hard. I appreciate his um, toughness and, you know, the way he plays the game. Uh, always love watching. Is it reckless? Uh, you have to be a, a little bit reckless. You've got to be a little crazy. You've got to be a little bit crazy to run into someone full speed when you have a 20-yard running head start, you mm -hmm. know? Uh so, yeah, always appreciated his game. Talk to us about what you're doing with Brain Tree Nutrition, the importance of, of brain health. Yeah, so I uh, started this uh, with two other college teammates. One also played in the NFL, and we just wanted to make a line of products that help to enhance and preserve and protect your brain, basically. Uh, something that was safe and transparent for us to take while we were playing, for our teammates to take, to help with you know contact to the head, uh, recovering from concussions, to help with memory and focus for guys who, like myself, have uh, like an ADD or ADHD, and the NFL has a lot of rules on you know prescriptions for that. 
Um, and so we have a line of four products that all work together. We also have a ultra strength probiotic that because of the numerous studies on gut health being linked to degenerative brain disease, yeah. uh, we have a stress and anxiety relief because, you know, life. And for us personally as players, after the game, you want to just chill out, relax, and, the, you know, the game can get to you. Uh, and then we have a sleep aid um, because sleep is the foundation of uh, health overall, but mental and uh, brain health. So uh, started that. Uh, it's been it's been a fun challenge, been a fun transition. Uh, it's just I, and ironically, my last play ever of football, I got completely knocked out mm. on a tackle. So it's um, you know it's been fun to segue into this and just try to help guys. We donate a portion of our proceeds to Alzheimer's research. Um, so yeah, you can find us uh, at our website braintreenutrition.com. Uh, and a lot of people just get us on Amazon yeah. just while they're doing all the rest of their shopping. Just throw it in the cart. On the socials too, right? Yep. Funny on social? Yep. Uh, at Braintree Nutrition on Instagram. You find us on Twitter. Um, so, yeah, check us out. I think it's going to be really interesting to see you kind of do that, be the safeties coach for the Arizona Cardinals. <laughs> uh, I mean, that's going to be unbelievable. Well, be I'll basically, I'm, I'm going to threaten all my safeties. I'm like, look, <laughs> if, you don't, if you don't push this product, like, I'm telling the GM to cut your ass, okay? <laughs> Wouldn't it be great that's to not see? That's right. no, no, no. See Buddha just torpedo in some, into some poor running that back. That guy needs it for sure. Yeah, no well, doubt we, about we, it. we joke, Andrew, because we're sitting here, and it's mid-February, and they don't have a coach yet. <laughs> so, like, we feel like we have to go out and now scout prospect right. coaches. Y'all are recruiting for, for yes. Right? That's so right. Andrew's going to coach safeties for the Cardinals. It's already locked. Who matter, Let's go. We, we want John Gannon, but if we can't get John Gannon, regardless, we want you here coaching the safeties. Yeah, I would love. I've, I've spent, uh, you know, a couple of weekends here in Scottsdale. So Not it, terrible. No, not terrible. <laughs> uh, got a couple buddies here. Uh, it would be nice out here, but uh, we'll see. We'll know, we don't know. Well, you're doing much more important work here with the folks at Braintree Nutrition. 12-year NFL vet, Andrew, thank you so much for hanging out with Thanks, us today. Thanks, guys. Thanks. Thanks, man. Good to yep. see you. Fantastic stuff. Andrew Sandejo, Braintree Nutrition. 12-year vet, as Johnny said, uh, just fantastic. Locked in the group chat with uh, Jonathan Gannon. Yeah, Hilarious. Sure. Saul, did you see the viral video before the NFC Championship game of Gannon saying we're going we're gonna to gut these MFers? And the, <laughs> I mean, he, he's usually have you seen really that? calm on game day. Like when he was our safeties coach, I'm not kidding. He, would, yeah. he wouldn't say anything to us. He would just say, good luck. And then he'd shake our hand. He always believed that. The game day was the players' day. Like, yeah. don't mess with the players. Mm. Some coaches will go in there, and they're and the coaches are freaking out, and right. they're yeah. they're like, all right, make sure, and they're you know they're and you're like, coach, like we've already studied all week. Like, just let me get in the zone here. Yeah, all right, yeah. like get out of here. If you've done your job as a coach, you shouldn't have to worry about anything. Separate. Right. It's just uh, I think that's just how it is. It can get a little a little stressful at times, you know. And so uh, he was always super calm. So you know, I was I actually was I sent that video to the group chat and. Um, I was making fun of him, first of all, because he had no tent on his windows. He's driving like a brand new G-Wagon. He's got no tent on his windows, just like no swag, right? That makes me feel good. He's humble, you know, he's, he's an everyman. Just, yeah. Just one of us. He actually, yeah. Uh, so he, he said that that video was on the way. It wasn't on the way to the game. It was to the uh, facility, which is right across from their stadium. Yeah. And he went to go get his morning lift before the game. And so he actually had a police escort in front of him. Yeah, he my was like, lifts are like that. He said, he said, you guys didn't even see. There's actually a police escort in front of me. This is on the way to my morning lift before the game. And, uh, yeah, he, he, he claims that he did not see the person, like, recording them. Yeah. But I think he's full of shit. Yeah, playing to the camera. When your defense sure. plays that well in the NFC title game, that, that video ages well. Right, right. So hopefully uh, – 
you know, it, it follows through here coming up this Sunday and they, they can get a win. Awesome. Thanks, Andrew. We yeah. appreciate your time. Thanks, Thanks guys. Thanks, bud. All Andrew right. Sudejo, you haven't seen the last of him. He's going to be back here in the Valley shortly after the Jonathan Gannon introductory press conference coming up here hopefully soon. But uh, awesome stuff. Awesome stuff. Right. Andrew, cool. appreciate it, man. Yep. Thank you so much for your time. Thanks, guys. All right. Cool. Take care. All we right. continue on here, yes. PHNX Cardinals. Uh, we've got pretty big guests coming up. Yeah, well, fall we, get, in. we got some guests we're going to tease, but I didn't get my opportunity to give my two cents yesterday on the oh, situation. Oh, so you're floors. just going to, First okay. of all, let's fix your mic, buddy, because yeah. you're a little bit, uh, you know. I'm a big boy you're here like a on radio. Rookie over here, no, this I'm guy. not. Uh, here, here's the thing. At the end of the day, the Cardinals' job to me feels like we're in a little bit of a blender with, with this situation right now. And it takes just turns, and, and we need to come out of it whole, like your best smoothie. Right, and it needs to go down smooth. <laughs> okay. But right now, I got just a bad piece of fruit in there yesterday, and that was the news that Brian Flores was not going to be the new head coach of the oh, Arizona man. Cardinals. It was disheartening. It felt like I got the wind knocked out of me when I saw that tweet go through, Bo Brock. I, you and Saul did a, a beautiful job breaking it down, contextualizing it on the top of yesterday's show. However, I am frustrated because it felt like, and we talked about this off air, that Brian Flores had had an offer basically from Minnesota. It felt like since before the Senior Bowl. And he was just waiting. Monty Ford, give me a call. Michael Bidwell, give me a call. And the Cardinals are so staunchly committed to this timeline, this time frame of waiting until mid-February. And it just didn't, it didn't match up with Brian Flores' time frame. And now we've got news, folks, that Flores is like, you know what, there's going to be a bunch of openings next year. I'm going to hedge my bet. I can turn around Minnesota's defense. That should have been Arizona, Bo. Yeah, it should have. I mean, that was a guy that was the consolation prize that if you missed out on the, on the top, top candidates, somebody that was a, had a proven track record that's not going to be a first-year head coach that you're going to have to roll the dice on. And it's really, really unfortunate that, you know, the Arizona Cardinals never – it's like, let's, let me set the second interview and then give you the double bird and, yeah. and take this D.C. job. Now, I know Saul, he come, he's got a completely different perspective on I this. Liked your, I liked your perspective because it gave me hope, but it, uh, yesterday it just it was my day of mourning because that, <laughs> that was a coach that – you guys know this. I put my hierarchy of coaches that I wanted the Cardinals to hire in November, and he was in the top five. Yeah, I think it was unnecessary for you to feel like that. Oh, that – Okay. <laughs> Now why? <laughs> just I listen. Brian Flores is a good quality head coach, or he's a good quality coach. Yeah. Uh, and I know he had success in Miami, but he does come with his own different kind of deal. Yeah. He's kind of aggressive. Mm -hmm. uh, he's got a, a pretty staunch approach, especially yeah. towards quarterbacks. And right now, you need you need a you need a quarterback whisperer right now. You want to go Kyler. To, What about a leader of men? Yeah, yeah, leader of men, schmieder of men. No, I don't, no, hey, we listen, just did that. Every coach in the NFL, for the most part, has got has got a different vibe about them. And yeah. I think the guys that are left, like especially Anarumo, yeah, it would be a leader of men, right. in my opinion. Right. You know, Kafka, eh, whatever. We're gonna talk uh, about Kafka. We'll, we'll find out about that. But yeah. like, listen, I think when we're talking about quality head coaches, you can't go wrong with Anarumo and Kafka. You can make a you know you can make an educated guess on this I guess I, I think the biggest issue with Kafka is it's got so much Cliff Kingsbury vibes yeah, to it yeah. you know he's the up and coming hot new playmaker you know this guy's a, he's a he's brilliant he's a he's an offensive guru but it's like you don't know he I mean yeah. he's so far removed I, I equated it to it's the movie Multiplicity with with Michael Keaton where you yeah. got the clone of a clone of a clone right so you're so far removed 
from Michael Keaton that you're like you're on your third dose here. You've got it's Andy water. Reed. It's water. Yeah, down. you got Andy Reid. You've got Enemy, You got Matt Nagy, and then somehow you get down the line to, to Kafka. But you got Kafka. His background. You've got uh, coming from Northwestern, and he's got like the the pedigree and the background that that's decent. Uh, but you know, I I would much rather go into the the 57 year old uh, defensive coordinator. Um, it's a bummer because yeah. at the end of the day, uh, listen, uh, like Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid coming out in support of Mike Kafka should not surprise anybody. But what did we hear about Cliff Kingsbury? He had those same supporters. He had Bill Belichick going to bat for Cliff Kingsbury to Michael Bidwell. And so when I see the clips, and they were all in my mentions this morning on the Twitter streets, and everybody was saying, look at this, look at this. We've got Andy Reid. They're talking him up. Of course, because it's part of his, his coaching tree pipeline. They don't know if he's ready to run an NFL franchise. I mean, you're going to be the face of the franchise as a 35-year-old first-year coordinator. I mean, again, we've talked about this at nauseum, Bo. There's a difference between being a good fit for the Cardinals maybe five years from now and being a good fit for the Cardinals today. And I just feel like even if you – like the optics cannot support. In my opinion, I can be proven wrong. I know a lot of people like Mike Kafka, and that's awesome. I, I'm, I'm happy for you. But after what we just saw up close and personal with Cliff Kingsbury, you can't afford to miss on a Mike Kafka because at the end of the day, this, this, is, a, this is a job that's going to require immense heavy lifting coming in and getting rid of egos and personalities, heavy contracts, right? You have to instill a sense of urgency with this locker room that was not there. We, I, you guys mentioned it on the show yesterday, like Buda Baker saying they weren't prepared for games. And you're going to yeah. put it all on a 35-year-old that's got one year of experience coordinating an NFL f- roster, but really was it Brian Dable? We know it was Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes because with all due respect to Mike Kafka, Patrick Mahomes is going to win an MVP this year without Mike Kafka on that, on that staff. So, uh, you know, the re-coaching tree offensively outside of Doug Peterson, it's a little scary. I mean, you can make an argument. Nagy was more qualified than Kafka, and then what happened in Chicago kind of went up in flames a little bit. So it started out well. Yeah, and then, it, and then it torpedoed. It did. And so it just, to me, it's a, it's a – hiring Mike Kafka is a luxury the Cardinals can't afford. They need somebody that can go in and look people in the eye and say, hey, this is how we're going to do things. <laughs> And if, if a 35-year-old Mike Kafka can do that and coach, by the way, against Pete Carroll and Kyle Shanahan and Sean McVay, I will eat all the crow. But I don't see that happening, at least immediately. This, is, this, this would be a very long process to get him where I think he needs to be. You, you want him to match which with Sean McVay, Kyle Shanahan, Pete Carroll. But here's the difference, right? Uh, he had, as far as the five openings during this coaching cycle – he had four interviews, right? That wasn't Cliff Kingsbury. I, I'm, I don't know if I'm playing a little bit of a devil's advocate here, but, like, it wasn't – and it wasn't – it's not Steve Kime making the decision. Like, Monty Austinfort wasn't the one that hired Cliff Kingsbury. True. Yeah. So I don't know if that, if that complicates things, but, I mean, it really feels like as much as we joke about, you know, Jonathan Gannon, there, there's no signs pointing to them continuing this, this search. They're on, the only guys that have second interviews at this point are Anna Rumo. And, and Mike Kafka, and, and there are no signs to, I mean, what was it, Gambo saying that Tuesday. next Tuesday is the date, why, right? Why not just pick a coach tomorrow? 
Like you're gonna interview Luan Arumo tomorrow, just pick a coach. Flip a coin. You don't, don't, no. Like, dude, you've, you've already passed the window of urgency. I don't, you might as well take your sweet-ass time. I disagree. And, and thoroughly vet the next person that's going to be part of your organization to lead this organization to, quote-unquote, the Super Bowl, right? Like, that's the goal. That is the ultimate goal. Like, and, and so if you rush this process, you end up going with Kafka because he's just the flavor of the week, then you're going to be right back in the same position. Like, and, and then, like, Patrick Mahomes last night is sitting there like, oh, he's, like, glamoring about, oh, Kafka, Kafka. He said the same shit about Kingsbury. Yeah. I don't give a damn what Patrick Mahomes has to say. <laughs> what I care about is all the scuttle around here, and you know how many times I have heard uh, how great and how quality of a coach uh, Anarumo is mm-hmm. a lot, and so uh, we'll, we'll get to other things. There's other people that are far more qualified that will talk about that than I. But uh, I don't know. I, I feel like at this point, if I if I had to, you know, make a blind guess in terms of my favorite, yeah, it would be Anarumo. I agree with that. And here's and here uh, for people who also are, because it would get rid of Vance Joseph for sure, for sure. And we <laughs> we haven't really touched on the fact that Vance Joseph is just locked in the Tempe facility and he's not allowed to leave <laughs> until the Cardinals make a decision. I say that tongue in cheek, but you know Kafka. That's may, what Mike Silver pretty much outlined right, to us yesterday. May, may equal Vance Joseph. Uh, here's one thing that I'm kind of hanging on to. So the Bruce Arians hire, which they're going to try to strike lightning in a bottle twice. They were the last hire, the hiring cycle in 2013. Follow me where I'm going with this. I. I liked Bruce Arians because of what he did in Indianapolis, but the Cardinals were coming off an offensive coach that had just come from Pittsburgh in Ken Wisenhunt. So I'm like, you're going to run the same shit you just did with, with Bruce Arians with Ken Wisenhunt. So maybe this Kingsbury-Kafka thing is that, like, recycled. Yeah, this is a better version of what you thought you were getting. Because I remember when Bruce Arians got hired and everybody had the mobile quarterbacks. It was Kaepernick in the Super Bowl, Russell Wilson as a rookie. And I'm like, we just did this 8-10 to man drop with Ken Wisnett. We got blown up with John Skelton. And what did Arians do? He made the Cardinals viable. So on that basis alone, I would give Kafka the benefit of the doubt early on. But but he's he's going to be put under immense pressure if he gets this job. But the biggest downfall of Ken Wisenhunt, sorry to interrupt mm-hmm. you, Bo, no, but the biggest good. downfall of Ken Wisenhunt was his own ego in thinking that he can turn any quarterback into a Pro Bowl-level right. quarterback. Right. That's why we went through a shitstorm of bad quarterbacks right. for, for half a decade yep. before he was finally let go. Uh, that's That was not the same thing with Bruce Arians, as we know. He was actually he, given good He was given good quarterbacks, yeah. but he also knew like he, it, it almost seemed like Bruce Arians knew the writing was on the wall and it was time for him to bail um, because the ship was falling apart and he was right. like, eh, I don't want to be a part of this right. anymore, right? So he went to a different ship and tanked uh, and, and took Tampa, obviously, the Super sure. Bowl. So I, I, I have a different take on the Wizard Hunt era as maybe you guys do. I don't think it should scare you into hiring the next great potential uh, superstar coach if you think Kafka is that guy. I yeah. just don't think Kafka is that guy. I, I think the biggest problem with this entire thing is we sit here and we and we try to figure out who's the best of the two finalists that the Cardinals are kind of saddled with is that they've put themselves in a position to where the fan base has to talk themselves into either one of these guys. And, it, you know, I'm with Saul where I think Anarumo is the better of, of both of them experience obviously what he was able to do with less and sure yeah sure as shit that Kafka was working with less with Danny Dimes uh but Anarumo I mean there was there was no marquee names on that defense it was just like a, a, an overachievers island. it was an island of misfit toys in the secondary outside of Jesse Bates you know mm-hmm. Jesse Bates was wasn't he tearing up talking about Anarumo after mm-hmm. the season uh I mean he, he there, there's 
a, a longer you know trail for Anarumo of people in, in respect around the league uh, than we've seen with Mike Kafka, even though what we've heard from Kafka is impressive. It's just too similar to the last regime. You, you bring up a good point because it, it is going to feel underwhelming to, to, to anybody that they pick, to, to the majority of the fan base, and that, and that shouldn't matter. But I, I get frustrated because we got our DMVR peeps here from All City, and they like got like the smorgasbord of elite head coach mm-hmm. attached to their franchise. They're still Demico, dancing in the end. Jim zone. Harbaugh, yeah. Sean Payton, and again, it's the dollar ninety nine DVD band <laughs> that the Cardinals are looking through with these remaining coaches. You could find a diamond in the rough, right? You can find Empire Strikes Back in that bin, <laughs> or it might be Big Mama's house too, and you're going to be in big trouble. <laughs> so at the end of the day, Jesus, I, I'm. I'm a little bit Big concerned. <laughs> house too. Um, <laughs> one of Martin Lawrence's <laughs> finest works. Oh Big my Mama. I don't God. even know if he's Big Mama. But, I, that but I, I am jealous of what, what the Broncos were. like Because they set their sights on that. And the Cardinals seemingly were like, yeah, we'll talk to anybody and right. see who's left after this whole you know six-week process is done. However, let's go back and look at the history of the NFL. How many coaches have taken a year off yeah. or taken some time off in between stints and come back and been amazing, or equally as great as they once were. Yeah. Not very many. Joe Gibbs, he's had that comp. Joe, and Joe that Gibbs was, was not good. I, well, yeah, that's what I'm saying. I would lo- I would, yeah, listen, we're rooting for the Broncos to fail on this show. We don't want Sean Payton <laughs> to do well. Like, if anything, they've, they've depleted. Yeah. You know, like, uh, you look at Bill Parcells. He leads the Giants to a championship mm-hmm. twice, mm-hmm. and then he goes to the Patriots. They get back to the Super Bowl, sure. Yeah. And then he goes to the Jets, and it falls apart. Cowboys, they, didn't, they never even win uh, a Super Bowl. They don't even win a playoff game right. when he's with there. He found Tony Romo. Cool. Yeah. Congratulations. But, like, that's it, it doesn't happen I very often. I thought Sean Payton felt, found him, right? <laughs> yeah. Well, the, like in the Mike age, Holmgren, the, age the Packers, is, the right. ageism thing is real too. Because like I look at Lou Anarumo and I'm like, he's 56. But like, would I sign up if he coached for like seven years and the Cardinals were viable? Like, fuck yeah, I would sign up for that tomorrow. So it's it's everybody and myself like wanting and hoping. Let's get a 35 to four year old that's going to be here for 20 years. Maybe just try to hit a double where you're not an embarrassment. Let's let's talk ourselves more into this. And the more and more we talk about it, Anarumo becomes the guy to me because he, he does kind of give me he's, – he's older. He's way older. But he, he kind of gives me Sean McDermott vibes. And I know that might be a four-letter word in Buffalo right now just because of how things ended. But as far as the structure of that organization and putting players – not only players, but also coaching staff delegating you know their respective uh, – sides of the football, yeah. offense, defense, special teams, he put those guys in, in a position of success. Brian Dable was very successful as his offensive coordinator, went on to be the, the cream of the last last year's coaching carousel's crop. Uh, so may, maybe that could be you know kind of the blueprint. What they did in Buffalo, do it here uh, with the Arizona Cardinals. I, get, I, I, go ahead, I, want, I want a coach to come in here and build an actual – fundamental DNA of what your franchise is. Right. I want somebody that's going to come in here an and, and basically give you an identity from top to bottom. That's the thing that, that I think frustrated so many fans last year specifically, is that you just didn't know, what, what are the Cardinals? They, are they yeah. a powerhouse team? Are they finesse? Are they just a shit show? Which it was. Yes, that was their show. identity. Defensively, you don't even know what they are. They, yeah. Are they, are they a, a crafty blitz team? Or are they mm-hmm. smash mouth? Or are they just don't know what the fuck? Like, that's what it was. And so I want somebody that's going to come in here and be like, this is what we are, and this is how we build to match that identity along with Monty Austin Fort, and then I'll be happy. Yeah. I, don't, I don't give a shit if they're 9-7 and 
and se- nine and eight, or ten and seven, or eight and nine. As long as year after year, I know what my team is going to be all about. Much like the Ravens, much like the Steelers, yeah. you know what their DNA is all about. Let's get to that. Well, and Jalen Blair brings up a great point. $5 Super Chat. Thank you so much, Jalen. Why can't Mike Kafka be like Mike LaFleur and Zach Taylor and Mike McDaniel and Kevin O'Connell? All first-time head coaches, we would take any of them as our head coach right now. And what I would say, Jalen, I agree with that. All those guys, I think, came from the Shanahan tree. And there's an identity with the Shanahan tree. Immense experience. Whereas Kafka, and I've used this comparison, he's a little bit of a trust fund baby. Because he goes and he rubbed elbows with Andy Reid because I think he played with Andy Reid. He had exposure to Reid. And then he became a one-year coordinator under Dable. Mm. And now he's ready to be a head coach. Like McDaniel had been calling plays. He had been Shanahan's right-hand man since their days in Cleveland together. Like all of those guys were groomed under Kyle Shanahan. Whereas the, the Kyle Shanahan tree, both offensive and defensive now, is very successful for coaching prospects. The Andy Reid tree... Has, has proven to be fool's gold. Everybody wanted to bitch and moan to us about the, the Patriot way when we were touting Brian Flores because all those coaches busted. Well, go look at the offensive coaches outside of Doug Peterson under Andy Reid. It's not great. And by the way, Flores had actually won games as a head coach. So I'm not saying that those guys can't be successful. But again, you're hoping for an outlier with Mike Kafka. You're saying, I'm going to hire this this 35-year-old head coach, and we don't even know if he's the favorite or not, but it's the hot-button topic here. Mm-hmm. And he's got one year coordinating an NFL offense, and he was he was basically just, I mean, it's Adam Gase. It feels like Adam Gase when he was with Peyton Manning. I'm going to have Don't a, put that evil on I'm going to have a stigma when you're like, I worked with Patrick Mahomes. I'm, I'm sorry. I don't want you working with Patrick Mahomes. I, like, if he had three consecutive years of Danny Dimes playing well, playoffs, elevating his numbers – but I, I do not know how much was Kafka and how much was Dable. Right. You don't know that. But also you've got, you know, how much was that offense and him leaning on a healthy Saquon Barkley yeah. for the bulk of that season and, and really taking the pressure off a guy like uh, Daniel Jones' shoulders. You like the idea, especially of, of Kyler Murray coming back from a torn ACL to, to maybe at least whatever time he plays this season – play that type of football just kind of put get him out of harm's way game manage a little bit learn the system get healthy if, if there's a chance to compete or contend for a playoff spot which I know seems light years away uh, then great but uh, it would be good for, for the Arizona Cardinals to to kind of see tight steal from that offense right because I think it would be with Kyler at healthy and running at a high level that offense would look really really good but we still don't know we yeah. still don't know yeah one thing we do know is that Four Peaks is the best brewery in Arizona. No doubt about it. We are just, we love being partnered up with Four Peaks. You can't go wrong. If you're in town for the big game, then you got to go check out Four Peaks and their brewery. If, if you can't get out there to 8th Street and Tempe, you can go to your local grocery store, convenience store. You'll find their beer on their shelves. You got Kilt Lifter, you got the Wow Joy Bus, the Wheat. It's unbelievable. You can get it light. You can get Raj IPA. You can get several IPAs as well if that's whatever tickles your fancy. And if you want to go watch sports, you want to go watch the new uh, new look Suns that's coming your way. Ooh. New ownership going to be huh? introduced tomorrow. <laughs> well, we're be- we're hedging our bet. Yeah, the Suns I'm is talking about. Right. I'm like, do you guys know something top. I don't know? No, you're going to fill us in. All right. All right. And, you know, the guy that's holding the press conference tomorrow might as well just 
sit back, get the news from our guy Gerald Bourget from that press conference and crack a cold one from Four Peaks or go watch a game or two. If they trade for Kevin Durant, I'm Steve Austin, multiple Four first Peaks of all, on well, the show. Let's happen, just calm down, so people. Let's you can make that down. bet if you want. Okay, not you've ruined happen. everything now. <laughs> <laughs> Regardless, you're going to go watch a couple games. You're going to go watch some Yotes games. You're going to watch March Madness. The best thing, the best partner for a sporting event is a f- ice Ice cold one from Four Peaks. Delicious food. Great vibes. Check them out. Got to be 21 years or older to enjoy the beer. Uh, perfect combination. Four Peaks and then dabbling on the DraftKings oh, Sportsbook app yeah. ahead of Super Bowl 57. The props are insane in the best possible way. I was on our show, PHNX Bets Daily Podcast, earlier today. Ever heard of it? And uh, I was dabbling <laughs> on some Super Bowl 57 props, but then I took a hard right, and I'm looking at the NBA tonight. And there is a game taking place in Brooklyn. Oh, yeah. Between a little team called the Phoenix Suns that get Devin Booker back tonight. So I dabbled. I dabbled on Mikel Bridges, though, because here's what I want to have happen. De- uh, Mikel Bridges over, I think, 16 and a half total points tonight. Let's get his trade value up. Let's showcase him. It's a showcase for Mikel Bridges tonight against the Brooklyn Nets. Can I give you mine? Yes. I have a parlay. Okay, let's hear it. It's a four-part parlay. I got the Suns money line alternate spread at seven and a half. Okay. Because I feel like they're going to blow the brakes off of Brooklyn. I do too. Love it. Uh, Ten plus Chris Paul assists. Those two, nice and easy. Here's where it gets a little tricky. Two Chris Paul steals. Five Devin Booker assists because I don't think like I don't think he's going to shoot as much right. as he normally does because Facilitate. he's just kind of getting into the groove of games. Yeah. And then if you get two Devin Booker steals plus seven thousand, I put some money on it. Let's go. Hell yes, you can get all that and more on the DraftKings Sportsbook app. And speaking of DraftKings, ahead of the big game, Super Bowl Fifty Seven. If you're a new customer right now on DraftKings, first of all, welcome. All you got to do lay five bucks down on any Super Bowl Fifty Seven bet. You don't even have to win it. It could be a prop, money line, spread, over under, whatever you want to do. You get two hundred dollars back in bonus bucks instantly mm. to reinvest on the DraftKings Sportsbook app again. Use the promo code PHNX only on the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. Void in Ohio. See those show notes for details. I'm going to tout my DraftKings pick of the week every day this week. I'm taking my guy Hassan Reddick and the Eagles. Eagles money line to take down Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs. Don't look at me. I've been running. Ba- yeah. I got. I got. I got Shane Diefenbach. Fraud Diefenbach over here has been bailing on me and bets this week, and I, I've been holding it down. I'm going to tell you right now, the Eagles fly, Eagles fly. They're going to take it down. <laughs> you just said fraud and Eagles in the same sentence, which I agree with. They are frauds. <laughs> I do not believe in the Eagles. I will never believe in the Eagles. I am all Chiefs all the way this week. Hassan Reddick, MVP. <laughs> Don't do that, Cardinals fans. Why would you do that? Jason Krell jumping in with the 199. Ooh, Super Jason. chat saying, I'll take Lou at this point. Please, thoughts? Well, that, you put it perfectly. I'll take him at this point. Yeah. I think that's beautifully put, um, Jason, because it's like, what are we going to do? Who are you going to pick from? Like, who are the remaining coaches outside of a Hail Mary play to some of these coordinators in the Super Bowl? I mean, there's a chance Lou could be a better coach than John Gannon today, and that's fine. But I think we are a little bit disappointed because we wanted them to go after big names. And when you, when you eat a contract like Cliff Kingsbury's, even though it was – the, the lowest paid coach in the NFC West, it was still $7 million over four years. You just assume, okay, Michael Bidwell is going to go big game hunting. And then he, he does the right stuff. He puts in a request for D'Amico, and, of course, Sean Payton comes and spends seven and a half hours here in the Valley. But then we're in, 
the, the process is ending and it's these kind of, I don't want to call them second tier candidates, but, but it kind of feels that way. But listen, D'Amico, everybody's making this big old stink about D'Amico going, uh, not giving the Cardinals a shot. D'Amico knew he wanted to go to the Texans. That's, yeah, that's, that's fair. That's his yep. home franchise. Yep. That's who drafted. That's where he was born and bred in, yep. like is, is Houston, Texas. So let him have that. Yep. And then Sean Payton, there was no way Michael Bidwell was going to spend the kind of money that the Denver Broncos and their Walton you know, Walmart cash flow yeah. was going to be, there was no way he was going to be able to compete with that. Yeah. They would have just kept upping the price. And that's probably what happened. We'll never know. Mm -hmm. I mean, for all we know, Bidwell could have offered 15 to 17 million a year, and the Walls came in and said, nah, 20. All right, well, I'm not going to keep playing this game. I yeah. got to go, I got to move on. And so you got to make the shrewd, smart decision as you move forward. And I'm okay with that. It's a smart decision for this franchise. They are, they're not financially strapped by any stretch of the imagination, no. but they are smart. They, they try to be smart and shrewd with their moves, and I'm okay with that. Yeah. I am. I'm okay with this. It's not Aust my money, but I don't care. Austin Ahoy in the chat. Thank you so much to our Super Chat. Kafka, Joe Brady, Zimmer. I'm assuming Joe Brady OC, Zimmer DC. Uh, it sounds like Mike Zimmer is going to be the defensive coordinator in Colorado. Is that what he's asking? No, no. At CU? Yeah. I know he's been. I, no, he's a defensive analyst right now, or he's like a consultant. Like Mark gotcha. right now. Here? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he's not He's not the DC uh, right now. Austin, I love you, my man. If if Mike Kafka is hired, Vance Joseph, I feel like, is going to be on the staff. <sighs> I did see Joe, Joe Brady landed somewhere this year after he was fired from the Carolina Panthers. That, did, that experiment didn't go very well in Charlotte. It, I mean, I know that you were handcuffed by some bad quarterback play, but Joe Brady, without having elite talent at LSU, didn't turn out to be, you know, the next offensive mind coming to, from the college level to uh, stop me if you've heard that one before to the NFL. Uh, so yeah, I don't know. I don't know about Joe Bray. I just don't think he's. Let's let's let him marinate a little bit more on this level and before he gets another OC job. So everybody's sending this to me. I'm gonna have to read this in real time because this is an interesting uh, piece of news that have broke here at the Senior Bowl. Um, so Terry Bradshaw was on with Tom Rock of Newsday. Why that's relevant, I'm going to tell you here in a second. So Tom said, I sat down with Terry Bradshaw for a bit. Interesting comments on Sean Payton. And the video's on Twitter. You can go find it. He basically said, uh, Sean told Terry that he didn't want to go to Arizona because of the quarterback, Kyler Murray. And he also said he didn't want to go to Denver because of the quarterback. But ultimately, he took the job in spite of Russ. And so I would also say, to your point, money's a big factor. The Waltons probably just said, we'll pay you enough not to, to care, and if it doesn't work out, we can figure it out. But mm -hmm. initial reactions, Bo and Saul, to this report coming from Tom Rock with Terry Bradshaw that Sean Payton was not enamored with Kyler Murray. Does that surprise you? Um, yeah, it does surprise me a bit that he would be that soft, that he didn't, he didn't, he didn't, he's not confident in his abilities to go and, and take what we've seen from Kyler Murray before this season and, and turn things around that, that he needs it sounded like he was looking for the perfect situation was it just Justin Herbert or bust he took the job in spite of Russell Wilson I, I'm just a little skeptical as far as this entire report like Terry Bradshaw is going to sit there and air this dirty laundry between him and his his colleague uh, Sean Payton yeah. I, I just that seems a, a little far-fetched to me but look if, if he was scared off of Kyler Murray I, I'll continue to say then fine Take a hike. Don't don't touch this franchise because as far as what you know, Kyler Murray needs to do and what this franchise has hitched its wagon to K one, um, then you don't want a coach that doesn't believe him at this point. I 
did Kyler Murray go around and sleep with like everybody's daughter or it's wife? Crazy. Jesus, the amount of shit that he has taken from all these, you know, old man on the porch dudes. Like, I'm done with it. Yeah. I really am done with it. Like, listen, whatever you feel about Kyler Murray is one thing. But the fact that one of the, the better coaches in the last two decades is going to come out and say he'd rather have Russell Wilson, who was absolutely freaking terrible he was in awful. Denver. He was awful. And, and over Kyler Murray, because maybe you think you can get rid of Russell Wilson earlier? I don't know. I, I have no idea what this this whole prerogative is, and why would you leak that at all? Like, why? Right. What is? What good does that do? Like, wh- are you trying to pump up Sean Payton and let everybody know that he made the better decision, despite the fact that he was basically having to choose, uh, according to him, two horrible situations? <laughs> yeah. Like, get the f- out of here. That's just. It's not professional at no, all. It's, no, it's a tough look. And, again, like I think Sean's kind of fallen out of favor with people here in the Valley sure. just because of the fact that this whole dog and pony show, was it got gross at the end, and he tried to drum up a market, according to our, our friend, insider Benjamin, Al- Benjamin Albright, that, that didn't exist. But what I will say is this. Kyler Murray just had his uh, knee replaced or, or fixed, I, I should say, ACL repair, less than 30 days ago. Can we let the guy – just rehab in peace before everybody starts freaking out and, and, and taking shots at him? Because he, to me, it's like he's 25, 26. Is he where you want to be from a maturity standpoint? I don't know. I don't know the guy. But I know like somebody like Zach Ertz last year when Kyler Murray, after that playoff game, he knew Kyler Murray would be around. He resigned with this team. Right. And Zach Ertz has immense character. He'd play with a bunch of other franchises. He said, no, I'm going to hitch my why wagon. Did, why did J.J. Watt come here? Right. It's just like I, right. I think it's he's an easy target right now. Is he perfect? No. But it's just, come on. Like, Jay Cutler was, I, I would say, a pretty comparable person in terms of his personality. How many opportunities do we give Jay Cutler? He was in Denver and Chicago and Miami. He got paid. All these coaches kept trading for him. And it's like, what if Kyler Murray's just th- that version of Jay Cutler right now? Jay Cutler's been to NFC title games. Like, he was a first-round quarterback. So not everybody's personality is gonna is gonna rub right with you. But at the end of the day, when he's healthy, he's an elite football player. He is a winner. And I love the Cardinals. But Kyler was a winner before he got to the Cardinals. Mm-hmm. One at the high school level. One at the collegiate level. He comes here and like things kind of shit hit the fan this past year, and everybody's like, it's on Kyler. I'm like. The organization's got to take some responsibility here. Like, don't they? It's just right. like, yes, all, they do. All, all this all this stuff with the coaches and the drama and people getting arrested. Like, Kyler Murray didn't grow up a woman in Mexico City. Like, Kyler, Kyler Murray didn't have to take a leave of absence. Kyler Murray didn't get arrested driving to the facility because he was late to training camp. with his. That was his buddy, Hollywood Brown. Like, it just feels like all Kyler Murray did, he wanted more money, right? He didn't vibe with his coach, and he tore up his knee. And everybody's like... On Kyler Murray. Nobody wants that job because of K1. I just, it's, it's a little bit gross. Brian Dable took the New York Giants job with Danny Jones as their quarterback. Yeah. That, that's what right. you're going to perceive as one of the top coordinators on the market last year. And you're going to be like, yeah, I can work with Danny Dimes. And then somebody with, with five vacancies, not as many vacancies open as there traditionally is each and every year. And you're going to be like, nah, I can't work with this. I can't work with this guy. He's just, he's, he's a cancer. Nobody has said he's a locker room cancer. And also, on the flip side of this, nobody on, on this set right now is saying that Kyler Murray is without his challenges. Yeah. Like, absolutely. Yeah, no, he's not a finished product. He's, he's a guy that has to rebound. He's going to have to be a guy that's going to re- respond. He's going to have to humble himself. And he's going to have to take instruction. But also to hear a guy with the arrogance of Sean Payton 
And, and uh, right after his press conference, he's asked, you know, is that you know we heard Russell Wilson has this uh, this personal training coach that's inside the facility. He's like, I didn't know that it's not going to happen, and he's trying to drop the hammer down there. It's like, have fun with that. That that yeah. that, that type of management, uh, especially when you're the new guy. Like, I know you have a a, dec- a very decent resume, 15 years in New Orleans, but it, you're not you, you're you're also not uh, you know king shit around here. I mean, well, you're yeah, just not. Not only that, but there's this reputation that that coaches have that. Listen, I, I'll say it right now. Like one of the the biggest pieces of advice I got in the military when I was a drill sergeant was, if if you can't train them, then nobody should be able to train them. Like that's the mindset you need to have. It's yep. like if you have uh, you know some lazy ass and you gotta you gotta whip them into shape. Don't pawn them off onto somebody else. You fix them yourself because you should be that good. And that's how I feel about these NFL coaches that keep passing up these opportunities. Guess what? You're probably not as good as you think you are. And guess what, Sean Payton? I hope you fail in Denver, which I feel like you inevitably will. Yeah. You will probably have the worst five-year s- uh, span of, of, of your entire tenure yep. <laughs> because you don't know how to challenge yourself into making other players elite. Yeah. Good luck with Russell fucking Wilson, buddy. <laughs> we got a couple well, of super chats here I want to get to quickly. Yeah. Little Dreezy13, we appreciate it. $1.99. K1 put this. I thought this, that was your burner. Uh, I thought you were Little Dreezy. Uh, I'm Little Dreezy12, <laughs> not 13. Uh, K1 put this team on his back multiple times for True. W's. 100%. Facts. Uh, we've seen this team... Uh, squander really good outings from Kyler Murray. You look at the uh, Eagles game a couple of years ago. You look at the Charger game this year. Uh, another dollar ninety nine super chat. The Eagles chat. game this year, right? Yeah. For, he was he was unbelievable. Dollar uh, ninety nine super chat. Jason Krell. Is it Kyler's attitude? What's the problem? I think Kyler has a little bit of an introvert personality, but I also feel like the people who enjoy being around him swear by him. Like, Hollywood Brown wanted to come to Arizona mm-hmm. because of Kyler Murray. Yeah. A.J. Green signed with this franchise and had his best year in years because of Kyler Murray. DeAndre Hopkins was excited about coming here because in part of Kyler Murray. Like, again, he's not a perfect, he's not a perfect picture, but he was the first overall pick, and he's immensely talented, and you need somebody that can give him some tough love. He, the Cardinals went so far the opposite end with Cliff Kingsbury where they rolled out the red carpet, and Cliff was, he was his friend. Yeah. He was his buddy. And he needed a coach. And I, I still can convey, had he gone to like a Pittsburgh with Mike Tomlin, like Kyler Murray would be an immensely better football player. Today. Sure. These co- oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Well, I, I just think that we are at a very important time in Kyler Murray's career where he could slip away and he can go one of two directions, right? He can yep. continue to on the downslide or he can get back on track. And if you, it, depending on you know whether he's going to humble himself and make him coachable, and more coachable than he was before, and he's going to respond to the too, tough love potentially from a guy like Lou Anarumo and yeah. whoever the offensive player caller is there, or Mike Kafka, it's going to come down to Kyler. But at the same token, nothing being inside that building on a daily basis this season, nothing has told me that he's uncoachable, yeah. that he's a, he's a locker room cancer. Hollywood Brown, as you said, he, he loves that guy. He's the most lovable guy on the roster. That's what Hollywood Brown told me, and that was late in his, his, his first season with the Arizona Cardinals. I mean, it's just it's strange to me. I think that there's some old heads in this league, scouts, like the report that, that came out, right? You know, we know the type. Surly. Yep. Don't like the the cut of his jib, right? They don't like the way that he operates. They just don't. He's the Gen Z quarterback. He's, he's an introvert. And, but he's also too sheltered as far as his organization. Like right. Everybody's think, got a piece I, of the problem. I think some of, the, some of this also comes down to things are going bad and you're not hearing from the source. Yeah. And, and I think that there's a problem there. We, Kyler Murray should maybe be – maybe not now as he's rehabbing, but if, 
it, there needs to be a Kyler Murray redemption tour. It starts with kind of rebranding him with the, the franchise, with whoever the new leadership is. Cliff Kingsbury was a poor example of this, but I'm telling you the new wave is coming. Uh, yeah. Young football coaches. Sandeo was talking that, about it. Yeah, that understand how to deal with a younger generation of talent that is coming through the NFL. Yeah. These old heads don't want to take the time to have to figure out what somebody's all about from, from A to Z in order to adapt their own style to what would fit the said player. Yeah. They just don't want to do that. They'd rather be the dictator than the operator. Mm -hmm. And it's bullshit. It's complete yeah. BS. Like, you have to be a good coach and you have to – Part of being a good coach is really being uh, almost getting inside the mind of your players mm -hmm. and figuring out what really makes them tick. And I'm sorry if it takes you an extra couple fucking hours to do that. Yeah. That's part of the gig. Yeah. That's why you get paid millions and millions of dollars is to do that very thing. It's not necessarily to call X's and O's. And also, we're talking about head coaches. We're not talking about coordinators. We're talking about head coaches who should be managing the team and making the, the big calls at the end of the day. But they're not. they shouldn't be calling plays. They shouldn't be getting into the nitty-gritty details. They see things, they point them out, they move on. And part of that is to find out what your franchise quarterback is all about. Mm -hmm. and, and if Sean Payton was any damn good, and now I'm way off on the <laughs> Sean Payton train, um, he would have picked up the phone and called Kyler Murray and had a nice conversation with sure. him just mm -hmm. to find out what, what, what is he all about. Yeah. I doubt he did that. He just made his assumptions on the surface. Right. So fuck him. Uh, <laughs> Jeez, you had I'm a chance so to connect with Chris Sims. We're going we're gonna to talk about that here in a yeah. second. But first, I want to tell everybody about Underdog Fantasy. Listen, I am off of year-long fantasy. Uh, it, it did not go well for me this year. Year-long fantasy. Did the fantasy well football. Uh, I don't know. Somebody on this one set. The, yeah, one of us. Yeah, one of us did well in fantasy <laughs> football. The other two uh, barely escaped with our lives intact. And I've pivoted to daily fantasy. And there's only one place to check out daily fantasy. That's with our friends at Underdog Fantasy. I swear, I get, I get messaged probably three times a week at least. People saying, what's up with Underdog Fantasy? I keep hearing about Underdog Fantasy. Listen, it just it does daily fantasy differently. You can draft and, and uh, play NBA. You can do NFL. Speaking of NBA, like tonight, perfect night. If you're on the fence, you're like, I don't know about this. Perfect night, perfect opportunity. Devin Booker returns to the lineup tonight for the Phoenix Suns against the Brooklyn Nets. Draft up uh, to six NBA players. No positional limits. You can draft against up to five of your buddies Make a little party out of it, underdog fantasy. And listen, if things don't go well, if your players don't hit their higher and lowers of points, guess what? You can play again tomorrow. Resets. You're not stuck like me with Cam Akers in the third round for the entirety of the fantasy football season. It's the easiest way to get started with underdog fantasy. All you got to do, go to their website, underdogfantasy.com, or better yet, download the app. Underdog Fantasy, right to your smartphone, your smart device. Sign up with promo code, you guessed it, PHNX. Get this, Underdog is going to match your first deposit up to $100. You put in a hundy, boop, you get out a hundy, immediately ready to dabble. Uh, underdog Fantasy, 25 bucks, they'll match it. 50 bucks, they'll match it. But you got to use the promo code PHNX. Bo, Underdog Fantasy, get in on the action today. Devin Booker, his higher lower for three-pointers made tonight, one and a half. Ooh, take the higher. I'm looking at him making over two a game, 2.3. That yes. seems like that's easy money, right? And you can add a couple more on there. Underdog Fantasy, that's the way you're going to do it. And while you're watching the game, sit back with some OGs, the perfect compliment to anything that life throws your way. OGs has an incredible line of products 
the Arizona Cannabis Kitchen that has all the gummies that you want and something for every situation. You got it available indica and sativa. You've got all the flavors you got want. You got the raspberry, orange, watermelon, orange cream sickle, some brand new flavors as well. How about strawberries and cream? It's official. Strawberries and cream hitting the shelves. And as always, you can find them at your local dispensary. Thanks to our friends over at OG's Brands. That's strawberries and cream. It's that CBD to THC one-to-one ratio. It's that happy balance. That's exactly what you're looking for. Uh, that's what we're looking for in a head coach, the happy balance, right? But yep. you can also find it in your favorite gummy from OG's Brands. Check out all of those products, ogsbrands.com. Follow them on your socials, at OG's Brands. And, of course, you got to be 21 years or older to enjoy. We're enjoying Radio Row, and, Bo, you had an opportunity to rub elbows with old Chris Sims this morning. Uh, what did he have to say about the status of this job? We had the GM flagging down Chris Sims, and I'm glad he did because he had invaluable insight as far as this Arizona Cardinals head coaching situation and Kyler Murray. This is what uh, Chris Sims, the host of Unbutton with Chris Sims, had to say. Fresh off dropping F-bombs on DMVR Sports. He's joining us here on PHNX Sports. Chris Sims, of course, pro football talk. Sims unbuttoned. Chris, thanks for joining us, Anytime, man. Anytime, man. Uh, let me know if you want me to throw any F-bombs out. Please I'll, I'll do. do. Okay. Let's, let's liven things up. The Arizona Cardinals refuse to hire a head coach, and the fan base is throwing F-bombs around. What's going on with this Arizona Cardinals head coaching search? Well, I, I think they're just doing their due diligence, which I, I, I'm all for. You know, Again, I, I think also, I don't know if some of these coaches that are assistants in the Super Bowl are maybe on right. the radar. They're waiting for things to play out there. But I think one of the mistakes we've seen through you know, the coaching the hiring process over the last few years is decisions made too hastily, decisions made off of just public perception and politics and all that. And then when you look at all the money that's being spent on guys not head coaching football teams that they fired, I think teams have finally realized like, hey, wait, let's pump the brakes here a little bit and make sure we get it right instead of just being the first one of the altar. I, I don't disagree with it. You yeah. know, Sean Payton off the market, D'Amico Ryan's off the market. Yep. The top candidates that were perceived as the top candidates are gone. So why not, you know, do a full reset on this search. You got Lou Anarumo yes. at the end of the week. Who I love. Yeah? You yeah. like Anarumo over Kafka? No, I pick? like both. I mean, okay. I'm a, I would be a fan. I really uh, would be a fan of either one. I think Lou Anarumo, the reason I just say it is because I don't understand why his name wasn't a part of this process sure. a long time ago. Not that I'm talking about the Cardinals, just the NFL. I'm sure. like, this is one of the best events of mine in the game the last few years. Kafka, yes. His history, Dayball, the Chiefs, all that. I mean, he knows what the culture should be in a winning organization, let alone I think he knows how to, he'll know how to build an offense around the quarterback and Kyler Murray that makes sense for him. So, you know, uh, yeah, we'll see where it goes. But, uh, I mean, again, I don't know. There's a lot of stuff swirling around this hire right now. And I just huh. I get the feel that the, the Cardinals are taking their time a little bit. I don't know if this is maybe dysfunctional as people are trying to make it sound to be. Well, let's talk more about that. Yeah. You said the perception, right, yeah. and dysfunction. Right. You've got Bidwell, who's been tied to this, and, and Steve Kahn was the GM up until he resigned last month. Right. And then you've got Kyler Murray's name thrown around sure. there. Tony Pauline of Pro Football Network said that he was hearing in Mobile last week that the reason the Cardinals haven't hired a coach is because of Kyler Murray's deterring candidates away. What is your thought on that? Well, I, you know, I don't doubt that, you know, to a degree. I think Kyler Murray is a guy that, you know, I view as an incredible talent. Does he have some concerns size-wise and all that? I think there's a number of people in football that would go, wait, no, Kyler Murray will never be the quarterback for my team. He just doesn't fit the mold mm -hmm. is what I want. So, you know, I don't think we should be shocked by that, but 
you know, I don't really understand, again, what I would be looking at is going, man, the guy's incredible talent, right? He's got a good arm. He's an incredible athlete. He can see the field well. Yeah, okay, he plays small when the pocket can collapse sure. on him a little bit. But, okay, we can find ways to compound that and make it work for him, yeah. right? I would say in a lot of ways, there's a lot more tools there and raw ability for Kyler Murray than there is for Jalen Hurts sure. in the Super Bowl, yeah. right? So why can't we build a team around him that makes sense that way? But I think people probably are scared a little bit of Kyler. Kyler, for whatever reason, has a perception of, oh, he's spoiled mm -hmm. and you know the contract thing and all that. I can't speak to that. I know he's a guy that loves football. Yeah. I do think the other thing I'll say do is they they got to stop the rose petal and the red carpet. Sure. I think this yeah. is going to be great for him for somebody to come in there, a little hot poker on everybody's <laughs> butt, and go, things got to change here. This isn't college, Texas Tech, Texas A&M, yeah. overall cool Big 12, and everything's <laughs> awesome that way. It's the NFL. It's Those Big different. 12 quarterbacks, man, they're tough to deal with. Right? <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so let me ask you, last question for Chris Sims. Of course, you got to watch him on a daily basis, pro football talk. I mean, What's the best situation, Chris, to put Kyler Murray and the Arizona Cardinals to get out of this funk? How do they get him on, back on the right track? Well, I, I would start, the first thing is, like, when you have a, I think something you're going to see, like, Sean Payton do in Denver with Russell Wilson, or what Sean Payton did with Drew Brees. I would start, the first thing, after the coaching thing, O-line. Yeah, that to me is where if you're going to have a smaller quarterback like that, you got to have an O-line to where he can feel really comfortable. There's a threat of the run game that makes things life, life a little easier on him, maybe hides the deficiency a little bit of, yes, he can play small within the pocket. But like I said, I, uh, he's got too much talent for me to think that you can't orchestrate something around him to be successful. All right, and yeah, throwing in the pocket like Justin Herbert with six guys on him, that's never gonna <laughs> that's be his, not his thing. Game. Right, that's not. But we know what he is, and hopefully a smart coach can, can take advantage of that. He can pull off the top button, button. I can't. Oh, you could. I can't. You could. You just gotta do it. <laughs> I just go for it. <laughs> yeah. You gotta check out his work, Pro Football Talk. Chris Sims, unbutton. Awesome stuff. Thanks, man. I, I, I don't think, think I've, I've ever worn, worn the top, top button no. unless, unless I'm, I'm wearing a tie. And yes. And if I tried to right now do it, number one, I think my neck, my fat neck would fit. But also, I didn't even realize it until I saw this video that he had his top button buttoned. And I'm like, he pulled it off to the point I didn't even notice it. I'm not into the look. It's not a good look. Are you a top button guy? Uh, no, I have man boobs, so top Does button. Does that not look good? <laughs> top button with man boobs just never go together. So, yeah, no. Sorry, I was, it was just a fact. Like I, I know myself. I feel like you have to be an NFL, ex NFL quarterback to be able to pull that look off. Yeah, for sure. I, you have to have a swimmer's body to pull that off. <laughs> a swimmer's body. You do. You're, you're more. You're, your style is PHNX locker. That's that's where that's where you're gonna get all your. Dude, gear. have you not seen the shows? I got swag, dog. Yeah, it, it's more than just PHNX stuff. Let, let's. Uh, I'm the best dressed oh, in our company. Oh, have you not company. seen any of our shows? Let's let's get to. <laughs> let's recap some of the things though that that Simmons said. Yeah. I mean, as far as Kyler Murray, I like he he's right on track with us. He's like, if if anybody thinks they're worth a grain of salt as a head coach, you're taking on Kyler. Yes. Murray. Yes. Like here here's the thing. He had ACL surgery. We could be sitting here this time next year, and he could have finished the year strong, and all this is a moot point, and he could be banging with the new coach. They could be good buddies, right? They could be hanging out in the offseason, and all this is moot. But everybody is just grasping for, draw, for straws with this situation. Well, he's not healthy, and he's difficult. He got paid. 
He's going to be their quarterback. Somebody needs to make it work. Who would you rather be right now? Would you rather be coaching the Panthers, who have no quarterback <laughs> whatsoever? No, thanks. Would you rather be coaching the Texans, who have no quarterback whatsoever? Mm-hmm. And you're going to take a gamble on, on one of these two young prospects that all of a sudden a lot of people are not as high on as they once were in mm-hmm. C.J. Stroud and Bryce Young. Yeah. So, like, you got Kyler Murray. You know what he's about. He's about that life. You just got to put him in the right positions to be able to succeed. Mm-hmm. Be a good coach. No, and, and Sims has been in, in on Kyler for a long time. Gives him the respect that I don't think a lot of national media members have. Yeah. Anytime you see his quarterback list, he's always in there. I think he was seventh at maybe that's going yeah. into this season. Um, and, you know, I'm sure he had to eat some crow there, and a lot of us did. But at the same token, we saw it with our eyes. You can look at the stats, too. They, pro- they, they tell a story of a very talented and gifted quarterback that right now uh, you know, according very polarizing figure as far as the Arizona Cardinals go, and and I think it's kind of unjust. I think it's become a parody of itself too much mm-hmm. to where people are saying that this job that he's deterring head coach candidates from it, it's absurd to me. It's one of thirty-two. You think you're a leader of men, but you can't lead one guy. That's sad. That's hey, soft. I've loved this franchise since the day I was born, but at the end of the day, they have never won a Super Bowl. They have the longest championship drought in professional sports. Why are we putting that on, on Kyler Murray? Like, they got to get other stuff right as sure. well. Like, I, I think it's naive to say, well, it's all Kyler Murray. I mean, the, the Cardinals have had a tough time in these coaching searches dating back to when they hired Bruce Arians and Steve Wilkes. Like, Arians thought he was getting the Bears job, and then they spurned him, so he took the Cardinal job. He interviewed with the Cardinals. They, they lucked into Bruce Arians. So, uh, again, I, it's easy to be on Twitter and say, it's Kyler Murray, it's Kyler Murray. Did people not watch the season? Yeah, Kyler Murray played a, a part in it, but they were in, like, the TMC headlines for a bunch of other stuff every other week. We covered it at nauseum right. on the show. Like, that's going to take time to get the, the stank out of, out of people. Well, Johnny, with, with they this don't franchise. realize it because it wasn't shown on Hard Knocks. <laughs> that's true. Like, Neither was Kyler. Hard Knocks, a.k.a. public access. <laughs> you, you Kyler t- was barely on that damn yeah. show. You talk about the gamut of, of head coaches in Cardinals history. Yeah. I like I've sat through that. I've lived through that. Right the Vince Tobins of the world. Yeah. The Buddy Ryans. Like, the, the list goes on and on. We, and we've gotten – we've picked coaches from just about every, every aspect of what you would want. Former head coach, legendary head coach, uh, new head coach, never coached before in the NFL yeah. head coach. Like, we've gone – we've run the gamut. And I, I think I'm definitely at the point now where I'm just like, just pick the right candidate. Yeah. I don't really give a shit what his background is. Well, and I want to hear somebody come up to the podium now. I was I was the opposite of this when the season ended and we talked. Like, you don't have to be a Kyler Murray stan if you're this next coach. Like, embrace him. But it doesn't need to be all about Kyler Murray. I now, because of all the shit that he's having to take mm-hmm. fr- from, like, Sean Payton in the media and otherwise – I want to see Lou Anarumo or Mike Kafka go to the podium and be like, I'm a Kyler Murray believer. Yep. Like, because I can put something in place. Kyler's going to have immense success with our new program yep. here. And he and he's going to be bought in. I, I didn't need to hear – I need to hear that now because this is out of Kyler's hands at this point, this, then, this ridiculous narrative. And, and then finish off the press conference with a, let's ride. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's – and I'm, we're not in the uh, – we, we make – you know, people are like, you guys make excuses for Kyler, but it's like he had one offensive lineman make it through the season unscathed. He just walked by us, Kelvin Beecham, four of the other five guys, not there. He had his top wide receiver out for the first six games. His top, you know, added 
weapon missed uh, a bulk of the time. We didn't see – did we even see one game of Hollywood, DeAndre Hopkins and, and Rondell Moore on no, the field with they with all Kyler had their Murray. own problems. But, like, don't, don't let those facts, those details get into the conversation about Kyler Murray. He took a massive step back, and he's uncoachable. I mean, that's – it's just kind of ridiculous, in my opinion. Don't, don't let that get in the way of your sensational headline that Sean Payton didn't want to coach him. Uh, we have some monster guests booked up for the rest of the week. I'm not going to spoil anything, but it, it is going to be a banner week for all city and PHNX, PHNX Cardinals. We are live every single day here from Radio Row in downtown Phoenix, ahead of Super Bowl 57. Hey, listen, we're going we're gonna to create our own headlines here. Since the Cardinals are making headlines with a head coaching hire, we're going to make our own with some huge guests, some huge insight that you can't find anywhere else. Bo, Saul, I appreciate you holding it down yesterday. It's great to be back here with the All-City crew, with the PHNX Cardinals crew. Again, like and subscribe wherever you get your podcast. We got almost 300 people in here. God bless you all. Leave a like on this video. Leave us a five-star wherever you get your podcast. We're about to approach 10,000 subscribers on our YouTube page, PHNX underscore sports. Subscribe right now. Click that little notification bell because what do you got going on tomorrow at the old Suns facility? Oh, so, yeah. We got a nice little Matt Ishbia press conference, and word on the street is we might get to talk to him. Woo! So we'll see. We'll see how it goes. But it's uh, it's going to be pretty awesome. Banner day for uh, for one of the flagship franchises here in the Valley. I'm very excited about that. Plus, at the end of the week, as you alluded to, we have some big-time guests. We, we won't spoil it because you never know what could happen here on Radio Row. But yes. right now on paper, we got two <laughs> big-time dudes that are coming through on Friday for sure. We'll see where it all goes. Keep it locked into PHNX Sports. Just keep us live throughout the duration of today, tomorrow, the next day. You won't be sorry that you did. For Saul Bookman, Bo Brock, I'm Johnny Venerable. We'll see you tomorrow.